Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. I hope you're safe and well and I'd just like to say thank you for tuning in week after week. For anyone that is new to the show, my name is Matt Zapala and I am your host. This platform, the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast, is a holistic health space where I dive into raw conversation with athletes, health professionals, doctors, and many more. With the guests that I interview on this show, I hope to be able to provide you with resources on how to cultivate a happier, healthier, more conscious life. This week's special guest is doing exactly that, and it's none other than Ninja Warrior Jacob Hohua. I hope I pronounced your last name right, brother. Jacob is what we like to call a human gorilla, an absolute animal in the gym with a gentle heart of gold. He's changing the stigma associated with plant-based nutrition and training, and he's walking proof that you can still build muscle and stay extremely fit and healthy on a plant-exclusive diet. I was fortunate enough to chat with Jacob after his Ninja Warrior run earlier this year and it was amazing to see the things that he can accomplish after only one Ninja session. It's even more incredible to see a man that is over 6 foot tall and 100 kilos move his body the way he did. It's so inspirational and it goes to show that nothing is impossible. Jacob, thanks so much for sharing your journey with us all today, mate. Your humble nature and tenacity in the gym is inspiring, and I know you would have done exactly that for many people along the way. I apologize for the audio quality in this one, folks. Recording podcasts via Zoom in a global pandemic possesses its own challenges, but nevertheless, the content in the show is still amazing. That's all I have for you for the introduction, friends. I hope you enjoy the podcast, and I'll hand it over to you, Jacob. Jacob Hohua, welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast, man. Hey, brother. Thank you for having me. Hopefully, I got your pronunciation of your last name right. I've been practicing for the past couple of hours. You did, bro. You did really well. You did better than most, definitely. <laughs> it is a tongue twister, but I'm glad I got the first part down, Pat. Dude, we um we recorded a podcast late last year, but some technical difficulties made the podcast actually delete. And and I'm I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So I'm really really excited to get onto another chat with a whole other realm of experiences. I know you've just had a baby girl, which is so awesome. Congratulations, dude. How has that life been for you lately? Thank you so much, bro. Um, it's been absolutely incredible, man. She is just an absolute blessing and it's the best thing to ever happen to me and my partner. So we're just grateful, bro. She just is the light of our life and has literally changed our life within the, the, this couple of weeks that she's been on the planet has just flipped our lives upside down in such a positive way. So it's, uh, man, it's, like I said, it's just a, a blessing, bro, a pure blessing. Yeah, I know we were chatting off air about the simplicity of things and, and how we were talking about how time is so precious at the moment and, and we we're talking about how, you know, you were, you're extremely busy spending time with, with your baby girl and your family and, and people are like, well, what do you mean spending time? You know, like, yeah, you're not doing anything, but you have scheduled out that time to really bond and connect and I think that's so special. Oh, definitely, bro. I think when you're on a busy schedule and... Um, you've, you've got a million things going at once. You have to 
book that time in for yourself and for your family and that has to be priority. You can't just, um, you know, try and squeeze it in. It actually has to be booked in like work and like training and like eating. It's booked into your schedule. And when you're doing it, bro, you have to be fully present. And some people um, don't quite understand that. So they'll be, you know, messaging me and asking, you know, sort of certain things and then I won't be able to get back to them and they'll see my story and be like, hey, man, you're just chilling on the couch and I'm like yeah yeah but I'm chilling on the couch with my baby not my baby and my phone <laughs> so <laughs> it's a it's definitely a balance bro and it takes a while to um, get used to it I'm still trying to get used to it and I'm still trying to adapt to it but it's definitely something that I think more people need to implement in their life is booking out those times for them and their family. How has having a baby changed your outlook on life? Oh man just a hundred percent has changed my outlook on life I've always been pretty happy with my outlook on life even since I was a kid you know I've always been a pretty pretty positive um, dude but since having my baby girl it's just literally you know, the, the big things don't matter as much anymore and, and if they do it's not just for you anymore you know you're not doing these things just for you you're doing it for you and your family and um, and my little baby girl so when I when I do things um, to progress in life it's not just for me anymore you know it's, it's for my whole family so it's changed my whole outlook, man. And the, the moments that her and I have spent together have it literally gives me moments, uh, goosebumps, literally when I say that. So the moments that her and I have spent together are incredible, man. We've had some heart-to-heart moments and the spiritual connection between her and I is something that I've never felt before. Even through, you know, deep meditation and breath work, it's just nothing compares to literally holding my baby girl on my chest and that, 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 that nothing can compare. So special, man. And I guess to paint the picture for the listeners at home, Jacob, you're about six foot, you're 110 kilos, you're a big, big boy built like a brick shit house, for lack of a better term. And, <laughs> and, you know, I guess you're changing the stigma around, you know, connecting with your intuition, connecting with your emotions and really finding that inner peace. And I really love it, man. Definitely, bro. And it's about, you know, um, showing your emotions as well. Like I've never been one to shy away from that. And the connections that I've had with um, my baby girl Arlo is just um, out of this world and I've probably cried more since she's been born than I have in my whole entire life and it's just like I said we have moments together when she's laying on my chest and there's some uh, Ziggy Alberts playing in the background and we just vibe out bro and I just start bawling my eyes out because I'm so grateful and the energy between us is just something that's indescribable. Magic man I love it. Now Jacob I want to know everything that got you to where you are today, dude. Talk to us a little bit about what life was like for you growing up. Yeah, man. Well, um, I grew up in New Zealand. I did the first half of my life in New Zealand, which was um, a great experience. It was it was different for me compared to a lot of people. Um, my old man was in the army, so we were based um, on a lot of army camps and we, we moved around a little bit. But did most of my growing up in Christchurch, New Zealand, um, which was, like I said, man, it was great. It was, it was just a bit different for us. I, I played a lot of rugby in New Zealand. Uh, it was a bit of a strict upbringing as well, just with my old man being in the army. You know, they obviously have a different outlook on life and, and you know, sort of want you to be nice and tough growing up. So that was sort of how um, my memory of New Zealand is, I guess. Um, and then fast forward, when I was 12, um, my parents decided to move us to Australia just for a different life and a fresh start. We were sort of getting a bit of a bumpy road in New Zealand towards the end of our living there just with, um, between my parents. So they decided to 
move here for a bit of life. And um, yeah, man, it was pretty much the best thing that ever happened to all of us, I think, bro. We've all, every single person in my family um, has progressed since moving to Australia. You know, we've all made some pretty leap, pretty big leaps. And um, yeah, I moved here when I was 12, did a lot of my schooling, um, on the Gold Coast, did all my schooling on the Gold Coast, which was which was fantastic, bro. You know, it was such a uh, cool beachy sort of vibe, which I wasn't used to coming from New Zealand. And continued playing rugby, which led me to the Reds development squad, which was sort of, I guess, the highest I could go for my age. Um, so rugby was my my career choice. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I was training for. That's what I was um, putting all my discipline towards. And Unfortunately, I um, got hit in the knee during a game and tore my ACL, which um, ended my rugby career quite quickly. So once I tore my ACL, um, that was basically the end of footy just because um, I, I had so much time invested into footy. And then once it got taken away from me just like that, it was quite a hard battle to try and get back to where I was. Um, so instead of dwelling on it and letting it sort of... Um, eat me up, I decided to get into the gym, start building my upper body up for if I ever was to go back and just play footy for fun and quickly realised, man, that, that that was my true passion was being in the gym, um, health and fitness, transforming the body, the mind, the spirit. That was um, when I found my true calling. So that was pretty much when I decided to make that my career. I decided to commit to doing my personal training course, um, completed that, finished finished school and then completed that and basically went straight into personal training, um, built my business and started competing in bodybuilding. Man, I'm just going for it here, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love it. Started competing in bodybuilding. Uh, that was great, man. Decided it was time for a change. Went to strongman slash powerlifting. Did that for a little bit. Basically just got massive and overweight-ish kind of. I, I, I was holding it well so people didn't, couldn't really see it, but I knew deep down I was just putting on a bunch of fat and getting overweight. So um, Strongman ended, decided to look towards more functional training, which was CrossFit, and that is when um, the plant-based lifestyle came into play as well. So that's just a quick rundown of, I guess, how I got to where I am now. Hopefully you caught all of that, but... um. Yeah, man, that's, that's the quick rundown. Yeah, definitely, Jacob. Thanks for sharing that. I love that, dude. You've uh, summarized about 15 years into two minutes, so I appreciate that. <laughs> how did, um, I did my best. Yeah, how did having a dad in the army help you structure your re- regime, you know, going, chasing that competitive um, athletic dream in rugby and then obviously help your regime going forward to the life you lead today? Uh, I think it helped heaps, man. Um, you know, like I said, it was it was a quite a strict, um, quite a tough upbringing for us kids, but it was no lack of love. So when you know that's the thing that I think people get confused is when people say, "Oh, you know, I had a tough growing up," or you know, it was strict or whatever. That doesn't mean that there was a lack of love. You know, my parents loved all of us kids equally, and they that you could see that it just was a bit more strict. And dad was just a tough guy. You know, he um. He wanted us to learn very young on that, you know, you, you kind of have to get get what you want to get yourself, you know, it's not going to get handed to you and there's going to be challenges in life and um, you just got to have to battle through them. So 
having a dad and a, and a mum like that, uh, mum was obviously a bit more on the softer side. She's a bit more of the, the hippie one out of the family, but um, having having them two as my parents was a, the biggest blessing ever, man. And it was um, definitely helped me learn discipline when it comes to rugby and training because, you know, the, the, the discipline that we grew up with, it just fed into those, those other disciplines in life as I, as I grew up. You mentioned before that you delve right into the realm of strongman. For the listeners at home, Jacob, can you explain what strongman training is and, and what sort of um, physique that you have to uphold to be a competitive strongman and also what sort of foods you were consuming during that period of your life? Yeah, so um, I, I committed 100% to strongman. So strongman is basically those really, really big dudes that lift big Atlas stones, they lift cars, they they lift um, car axles, they lift literally anything. And the heavier, the better. So, um, and that goes with your body as well. So you, you're lifting crazy heavy weights and then you're kind of naturally expected to put on a lot of weight as well. Um, that's the physique that falls into the strongman category is, you know, you're still muscular, um, you know, you've got big muscles, but you've also got a bit of a belly and a, a fair bit of body fat on you. That's, that's the sort of normal uh, strongman physique. And um, at first I loved it, man. I, I really didn't. And I still love the sport. I love watching it. I love seeing what these, these, these men can do. It's, it's mind blowing. Um, but I just came to realize really quickly that my, for me personally, my health was starting to suffer. So um, doing the strongman, it, it, it involved me eating a lot of meat, um, a lot of pastas, a lot of processed foods like donuts and takeouts and basically just anything I could get my hands on to be eating 24-7 and getting in as much calories as I possibly could because, you know, these top dudes are eating 10,000 calories a day. So my goal when I, whenever I do a sport is to uh, eventually one day try and be at the top of that sport, which hasn't happened yet, but I do my absolute best and when I committed to strongman, that was no different. So it was a bunch of heavy lifting and a bunch of uh, junk food eating, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I guess it's really interesting and, and taking no credit away from these strongmen, it's incredible to see what they put their body through and how they can lift these objects over their head and that's what makes them tick. But I guess how did the consuming those sorts of foods make you feel during the time? Did you ever really think about how they were, how they were making you feel? Yeah, 100%, man. Like, um, at the start, they made me feel strong. You know, I'm not going to lie. They made me feel good. I felt strong. I was putting on weight. I was um, looking big. You know, I was just looking like a manly man. And then when I got to the back end of my strongman career, I started to notice I wasn't feeling that anymore. I was still strong, don't get me wrong. But um, I was starting to get lethargic. I was starting to feel tired all the time. I was struggling to go for walks. I was breaking furniture. I was, it was just turning into, I was turning into someone that I never pictured myself turning into. And um, I was lucky that I caught it rather early on. So it was the, the, the transformation back to the body that I wanted wasn't, you know, too, too far away. But um, yeah, it, it definitely started to make me feel like crap for, you know, uh, the back end of that career. 
Yeah, really, really interesting that you know made that connection with the foods that you're eating to how you feel. And I think that's everything that I'm trying to preach through my sort of platform is to really connect with your body and understand what sort of foods make you feel a certain way and what sort of things in your lifestyle are making you feel that way because there is always a reason as to why something's happened. And sometimes it is your control and sometimes it's out of your control. So I think that's a, a really important point there, Jacob. And I guess transitioning, once you've had that realisation that, you know, strongman wasn't for you at that point of time, what sort of was the catalyst for changing to CrossFit and how did you approach that situation? Um, so basically, like I said, I was at the back end of my strongman career. I was getting regular doctor checkups. Um, I was slowly becoming more and more in tune with myself and my soul and uh, I was doing a bit of soul searching at the time so um, I was starting to definitely come become more in tune and on top of that was getting little red flags from the doctor things like my blood pressure was rising my um, cholesterol was rising things weren't looking too good on paper so basically instead of getting medication from the doctor I decided to try and fix it myself first um, which before CrossFit came around, it actually led me to um, the, a plant-based diet before before I started CrossFit. So I went through all these adversities. I was um, having all these these red flags, and I decided to uh, take my health into my own hands and um, basically begin a plant-based diet and start to detox and cleanse the body. I guess that's another really important point that you said there, Jacob. That you know we are all in control of our own health, and I think being involved in the plant-based community it's really evident amongst people in that community that you know they're taking control control of their own health and that's not to say that people outside that community are not but i find it more prevalent in people within that community and they're, and they're not discrediting medical professionals but they're starting to take control of what makes them feel good and i think that's a really important part and in your plant-based transition jacob where did you seek your information and what sort of you know, stuck out for you in terms of plant-based? Why not the other end of the spectrum? Um, well, for me, I, I wanted to drop this weight and this inflammation and this water weight that I, I was carrying as fast as I possibly could. So I was trying your normal, your normal bro diet, your chicken and rice and broccoli, and it just wasn't cutting it anymore. You know, that, that when I was and bodybuilding and, and kind of have, had already come from quite a lean physique was, was seemed to be doing the trick. But now that I had put my body through this strain and, and these, you know, these, these crazy tasks, it sort of just wasn't um, doing it for me anymore. So I decided to do a little bit of research. I watched a few videos and basically long story short, everything I looked at for the results I was after led to a plant-based diet, detoxing the body, um, bringing down cholesterol, bringing down blood pressure, it all just led to a plant-based diet. So I basically decided to go in 100%. I was just planning on doing it for a week. I'm going to do this for a week. I'm going to cleanse the body and then I'll go back on a normal diet. And I felt incredible, man. It's, 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 there's, there's no way around it. I literally, for the first two weeks, I felt incredible. I was dropping weight. The water weight was going. I was getting compliments literally daily on on how much better my skin looked and how much leaner my face looked and it was it was just working wonders so i decided to stick at it and keep doing it and basically didn't look back and 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 everything was very intuitive for me it was um I, I, once i had sort of given myself that 
um, green light to go ahead with this plant-based lifestyle or this detox that I was originally planning on doing. I just did what felt right for me, which was tons of fruit, tons of uh, vegetables, little bit of um, beans and, and lentils and things like that. But most of my diet for the first, I reckon, month was just a ton of fruit, lots of uh, fresh vegetables and things like that. Definitely, Jacob. I guess you've highlighted another great point there in terms of a plant-based diet. I think nowadays the the word plant-based is very loaded and it's coming with some negative connotations as well when you look at um, packaged items in the grocery store and, and just because they say plant-based doesn't necessarily mean, mean that it is going to be better for your health. And I think what you highlighted there is that whole foods, so your fruits, your vegetables, your lentils, your whole grains, they're what we should be structuring majority of our diet about and that's sort of the the catalyst for change for you and that helped you along your journey yeah 100 percent, man and that's definitely right you know that's how i think a lot of the people who try a plant-based diet and then come out a few months later saying that it, it was the worst thing for them and that it affected their health um i think they're not uh, most of them some of them you know i'm not too sure of their story but most of them probably aren't doing it right you know they, they are probably going to Coles and Woolies and buying the, the the fake meat that doesn't that isn't good for you or they're probably going to Hungry Jack's and getting the, that plant-based burger or they're going to Macca's all the time or they're just eating an apple a day and thinking that that's going to um, meet their calorie requirements so it's definitely something that you have to know what you're doing and you have to research and and, and give your body what it needs you know we all have different needs so you have to figure out what those needs are for your body. Definitely. And it goes back to what we were saying before about taking control of your own health and, and really, you know, connecting with your your insides and knowing and looking f at how certain things make you feel. So I really, really think that's a great point there, Jacob. Now, simultaneously, you sort of found this CrossFit realm, which is such a incredible sort of training platform and I adopt those sort of philosophies in my training and I absolutely love it. So I guess for the listeners at home, Jacob, give us a brief rundown of what CrossFit is and then and talk to us a little bit about your journey within the CrossFit realm. Awesome, man. So, I mean, what isn't CrossFit these days? Um, it's, <laughs> it's literally a form of every training, you know, there's triathlons, there's gymnastics, there's Olympic lifting, there's even forms of bodybuilding movements like they've got bench press in there now it's, there's life there's surf life-saving um uh, implements in there so it's, it's crossfit is literally just trying to find the fittest human in all aspects and strength and cardiovascular systems and and everything that they can possibly test for so um transitioning into crossfit for me was was kind of just it just happened with the change in my lifestyle. So transitioning into a plant-based diet, then naturally going um, more into spirituality, it kind of just made sense to start moving the body in more of a functional way instead of a, a stagnant sort of bodybuilding style way. So um, that's how CrossFit came about. I, I literally, I, I knew of CrossFit, but I kind of just thought of more training for functionality. And then obviously when you start moving the body in the way that it's it's meant to be moving and, and, and all different patterns that feels really good. So then I naturally just sort of progressed into basically full-time proper CrossFit training where I was, you know, making sure I had my Olympic lifting down packed and my gymnastics was good and 
trying to make sure I had um, explosive power as long as, as well as um, long distance power uh, endurance, sorry. And um, yeah, I literally just delved head first as I do with most things in life and started competing in CrossFit. And it, it, was, it was incredible, man. It was such a great experience. I absolutely love CrossFit. I love all um, training styles that I've done. I, I, I love them all, but there's definitely a special place in my heart for CrossFit. And um, doing those competitions was, was some of the best moments of my life, just in general, you know, being at these competitions and pushing your body to the absolute limit and um, just seeing what you're really, really made of is, is, is another indescribable feeling. Yeah, seeing some some CrossFit athletes like yourself, and then obviously like the likes of Rich Froning and Matt Fraser, it's it's incredible. And obviously in the women's CrossFit as well, it's incredible to see what these athletes can push their bodies to, and it's it's just amazing to to see exactly that and how they battle the mental demons and push through those difficult periods to you know triumph and and get through that workout. It's it's so inspiring. Oh mate, it's bloody incredible. Like I am. Um... I was fortunate enough to compete at one of the biggest, probably the biggest competition in Australia, which was the Torium Pro, um, where Rich Froning was competing as well. Um, there was uh, Tia was competing, Kara Saunders was competing. So all of these top, top athletes, um, for people who don't know who they are, they're literally the best CrossFit athletes in the world. And competing alongside them was just a, a truly incredible experience. And it made you realize how advanced and how fit and strong these people really are. It's just mind-blowing to see it in person. How crazy is that, hey? Talk to us a little bit about the emotions going through when you're going for a clean and jerk next to Rich Froning. Talk to us a little bit about that, man. Well, it was just, um, it was just surreal to be in the same um area as them you know what i mean like i was um unfortunately they were um obviously competing against themselves you know people like myself aren't quite at that level yet but long story short they were um in a certain part of the arena we were in the part beside them so in a sense we were we were you know training beside these these top athletes and um to to be honest the most surreal moment was being out the back in the recovery centers because you know these big comps are nuts man they got full recovery centers they got full full-time um massage people there for you they've got people who can strap you they've got, I've got uh, drinks and food and every it's just it's just a five-star event and to be out the back and um you know getting my quads um, massaged out and then to look over and rich Froning's right beside me and you're just like, what is going on? Like, I remember watching this dude on Netflix and thinking, you know, I'll never meet this guy. And then I'm, I'm competing in the same competition as him was just real mind-blowing, man. And it definitely gave me that fire, um, maybe a little bit too much fire because after that competition, I started going a bit crazy. But um, it definitely gave me that motivation to want to get to that level and just be doing that more regularly, you know, competing with these top athletes. Yeah, definitely, Jacob. Such a surreal experience that I'm sure you're so grateful for. And um, it's amazing to, to watch your journey along the way. And earlier in the podcast, you mentioned that you sort of were going through a little bit of soul searching and you, you know, found this plant-based diet, which targeted the, the physical elements of your health. And then you shifted your training towards a more functional method of training. And for people at home that don't know, obviously, the more functional movements that you were doing with your body, the more calories you're burning. So therefore the more food you need to eat to refuel your body and make sure that you're, you know, hitting the right 
amount of calories for your body weight. So I guess, how did you go transitioning into a plant-based diet and then, you know, competing as a CrossFit athlete that burns a, a lot of calories? Did you have any moments where you were like, whoa, I'm not eating enough or, or how did you seek your advice in that aspect? Um, to begin with, I was, I was fine, man. I was, I was just eating as much food as, as I felt that I needed. Um, my, my whole journey with this um, plant-based diet has been very intuitive. Um, I sort of made that conscious decision when I decided that I was going to continue doing this, that I wanted to keep it as more as, a, as an intuitive decision of what I was eating than sitting down and, and nutting out macros. I, I have done that from time to time if I really want to lean out. But um, yeah, it, when I was transitioning into CrossFit, it was, it was sort of still finding my feet with the plant-based side as well. So I... Um, I didn't, I didn't really find that I was burning too much to the point where I was absolutely wrecked, but I did have moments, man, and, and whether that was from not eating enough calories or literally just overtraining, um, but I definitely did have moments, and I've had plenty of moments throughout this journey where, you know, um, even being a personal trainer and being qualified in all these areas, is I've had moments where I've questioned what I'm doing and if I'm doing it right and even even if this plant-based diet is the right thing to do, but it always leads back to um, what I'm doing, which is which is following a plant-based diet, eating intuitively and just making sure I'm giving my body enough calories each day to sustain what I'm doing. Definitely. I think that's a really, really important point there that, you know, your body is such an incredible tool that it sends you signs when you're hungry, when you're tired, when you've overtrained, when you're sore. So if we start to connect with those signs and symptoms, then it all becomes a little bit more simpler. Don't you agree? Oh, 100%, man. If you can get to a point in life where you can listen to your body and almost step back and look at what you're doing, you know, if you're running every single day, if you're biking every single day and then going to gym and if you can step back and be like, all right, this is my output, this is what I'm doing, this is the amount of food that I need to put back in to sustain that, then you're going to, you're going to be laughing. It's when you sort of sit down and try and uh, give that power to, I guess, a calculator or a piece of paper and write it all down, that's when it can kind of get difficult. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong thing to do. You know, that's what I do for um, 90% of my clients. But if you're looking to sort of, I guess, be more of a, uh, an athlete and you want to train for more performance. If you can work out how to eat intuitively, you're going to make life so much easier. Definitely. And I think, you know, not taking away from calorie counting, I think it does serve a purpose, but I'm a big advocate that it serves a purpose for a short period of time. So you can understand how many calories are in what sorts of foods and you can sort of start to manipulate portion sizes and things like that and see really how those sort of quantities of foods are making you feel. But I always come back to the my main goal, which is trying to eat intuitively and listen to your body. And I think once we start to listen to our body, it becomes a whole lot simpler. And, you know, at the end of the day, we can't really it's such a, a complex topic that we end up diving down so many rabbit holes in the realm of nutrition. And there's different diets in terms of what makes you run fast or, or different diets that, you know, work for different people. But I think going within and eating intuitively is the first step in terms of all sort of nutrition realms. I couldn't agree more, man. And once, like I said, once people can figure that out and learn to adapt to what they're doing and eat intuitively it's just going to make their life that much better and they're going to feel the benefits and feel the recovery instead of chasing that sort of new diet plan or that new 
calorie counter or whatever they're chasing. They can just start eating intuitively, eating as much whole foods as they can and just enjoying the ride. I'm interested to see what you were doing back then and how that's changed in terms of eating intuitively and what sort of practices you you took to ensure that you were eating intuitively and making sure you were listening to your body. So before eating the way I do now, I was definitely counting calories. I was following really strict diets. Uh, I was making sure I was hitting my targets. You know, I was I was definitely one of those people that sort of would prefer to go to the gym and do my cardio on a treadmill machine then go walk along the beach and I was just very very um I guess ego driven like I just wanted to get the job done where now learning how to eat intuitively and doing that through feeling what my body needs and training and and literally trying to listen being like all right if I'm cramping up maybe I need some more salt maybe I need some more potassium I'll, I'll I'll up my I'll have more bananas you know um, trying to listen to the body is, is definitely a key in itself and something that we can all sort of learn to do. It just takes time and it just takes, like, like we keep saying, it just takes listening to the body. Asking questions as to why you're feeling a certain way because there is always a reason why. That's the sort of the first step that, that I encourage my clients and my listeners to do in terms of listening to their body. Definitely, bro. I couldn't agree more. It's funny that I, I did an Instagram post the other day about encouraging us all to change our mindset and how we look at and perceive different foods. And, and one of the questions that I asked was, imagine if we stopped trying to focus on weight loss and started focusing on being healthy, what would the world look like? And it's interesting to ask those sorts of questions because it opens doors to other realms, such as how can this potato fuel my body and what sort of nutrients am I going to get from this potato as opposed to this potato is just carbohydrates, if that makes sense. Definitely, man. I remember growing up and, you know, fruit was good, so good for you. When you're a kid, if you said to your, your parents, hey, can I have a piece of fruit, they would jump up for joy. Where nowadays, you know, um, adults look at fruit as sugar or as carbohydrates or you know and it's, it's like man it's, it's fruit it's literally genetically designed from the planet to give you vitamins minerals energy everything that you need and we look at it as a piece of sugar you know it's um it's a pretty crazy topic to delve into but it's um definitely changing that stigma towards people looking at um the way they look as health instead like you said you know looking at training as performance looking at eating to fuel their body man we would all be in an incredible shape that's just the way it would be if we all trained to 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 move well to be functional with our families to be able to go you know for walks along the beach that that would be so much more beneficial than going to the gym just to look a certain way and same with eating if we were eating to be healthy and to live long happy lives we would all be in incredible shape and there wouldn't be as much um worry about sort of just how we're looking yeah, definitely, Jacob. I could not agree more, my man. And I guess just from my point of view, it's important to add that there is certain elements and, and conditions where you are required to, you know, dive a little bit deeper into this nutrition realm and, and structure, you know, certain um, plans for different people based on chronic disease and their lifestyle factors. But for the most part, I think keeping it simple and just incorporating more whole foods, fruits and vegetables in your diet, you just can't really go wrong. Oh, of course, man. I mean, everything that 
we say is, I guess, isn't um, a, a broad way of saying it. You know, there's people out there that have a, a, a much different needs and um, I've all, I, my whole outlook is like that. You know, everyone has different needs. I have clients that come to me that they need a program and that's how they function and, and man, it, it works well for them, you know, but if they're, it's my job to make sure that they're getting the right foods and they're getting um, the right nutrients. So um, I agree with you 100%, man. This is sort of just for your average person trying to be more healthy, train for performance, eat for health, and everything will be a-okay. <laughs> Love that. Train for performance, eat for health. I might steal that off you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, bro. We were chatting before off air a little bit about your Ninja Warrior stint, and I'm sure you guys would know that Jacob was a athlete during the recent Ninja Warrior tournament, which is so, so awesome, dude. Take us on that journey and, and explain to the listeners at home what you told me off air before about how Ninja Warrior came about. Yeah, man, it was um, it was an incredible experience. I was really, really blessed to get the opportunity to do such a, a cool show. Um, it kind of naturally came about, man. I got um, approached by Hughie and Ed, the radio show, and uh, I think it's, I think they're actually based in Melbourne. I think so. Yeah, they um, are. Yeah, so I got approached by them. Yeah, I should know because I got, I got approached by them, and they were doing a um, a, a, a vegan versus bacon or something, eggplant versus bacon. So they they asked me to do a few challenges for them, which was you know like pull ups and running, and I was I was versing. Um, meat eaters basically so long story short they um i did a stint for them on the gold coast they decided that um, they wanted to fly us all to melbourne so we actually got to meet and hang out with them and do a bunch of challenges as um, eggplant versus bacon so um, you know plant-based versus meat eaters and it literally just opened my mind to this other world of you know of, of film and radio so I decided to take it upon myself to keep that ball rolling once that was all done and thought, you know, I've always wanted to do Ninja Warrior. It's always been something in the back of my head. You know, I'm one of those dudes on the couch that watches it and goes, oh, I could do that, I reckon. I could give that a crack. So one day I was sitting at the beach and I just decided to take action. So I literally made my application video, sent it in, got the call back to say, come for your physical test in Brisbane, went and did that. And then... The rest is history, man. Got called up and said that I made it. Um, well, I actually got told on the day, sorry, that I made it. And next thing you know, I was flying out to Melbourne and running the Ninja Warrior course. Absolutely crazy. And I guess for anyone that's not familiar with Ninja Warrior, these athletes are literally ninjas. They're pulling themselves up. They're jumping over obstacles. They're doing things that are just absolutely crazy, crazy with their own body weight. And it's amazing to see what these athletes can do. And I guess from that training point, Jacob, how did you structure your training? Like, what did you do? Did you train for months on end to, to be able to do these sorts of things? Or how did CrossFit sort of um, benefit you in your Ninja Warrior journey yeah so um unfortunately it was um being filmed at, at the sort of at the start of when COVID was taking off so um i couldn't really travel too far from home to go to these ninja warrior gyms and as luck would have it the ninja warrior gym just around the corner from my house was shutting down so i literally got to sneak in one session with one of the trainers there to teach me how to lache and how to do the salmon ladder and stuff like that and then he literally finished the session and was like sorry man that's going to be a first and only session because we um unfortunately are shutting down so 
that was when I just had to go back to my, I guess, personal training skills and try and do what I could. So that involved a lot of rope climbs, a lot of pull-ups, a lot of muscle-ups, a lot of farmer's carries to try and um, strengthen my grip and things like that, man. Just, I was just literally just doing what I could because I couldn't get to a proper Ninja Warrior gym, but I would love to have, um, I guess, known the outcome if I had been able to commit to Ninja training if it would have been very, um, very much different. Yeah, absolutely crazy, man, to see that, you know, you still pass those sort of tests and, and competed on the show with only one Ninja Warrior session. It just goes to show the impact that that functional training from CrossFit sort of had on that element. Oh, definitely, bro. Like, you sort of, you're doing a lot of that stuff. Um, luckily, the, the CrossFit gym I was training at, at the time, you know, we did a lot of fun stuff as well. Like, we would implement monkey bars into workouts and uh, pegboards, which is, you know, climbing the, the wall with, like, a, with pegs in your hand, basically. Um, and we did a lot of that stuff. So, going into it, I had a little bit of confidence, but it was more the running things that worried me, you know, like the the spinning, um, the spinning tubes or whatever you call it and the trampolines and the um the quintuple steps at the start they were the things that were really worrying me but um it's funny because i actually got through all of those kind of obstacles quite easily and then the one that i thought i would probably do the best on was was the toughest and the one that i failed on so it's funny how, how it all works out man yeah absolutely crazy and what an experience that i'm sure that you've sort of found a new passion for for ninja warrior training i think it's really really important at this point in time jacob especially for people down here in victoria that are currently in stage four restrictions and gyms aren't open and and a lot of people don't have access to the equipment that um specific gyms supply I guess it's really important to notice that you can do these incredible movements with your own body weight and your body weight is just such a, such a useful tool that you can structure your whole workout from. Definitely, man. You know, for the people out there that are, that are in these restrictions, you know, this is really a good time to go within, you know, spend time meditating, spend time doing your breath work, doing your cold showers, you know, your ice therapy, and doing bodyweight movements, learning to control your body and be in tune with your body, um, yoga, anything that you can, you can get your hands on. You know, there's, there's so many platforms online now that you can watch and follow, but definitely taking advantage of that. And, and, and you can come out of this, you know, having a whole different outlook on life and being so in tune with, with your mind, body and spirit. It's, it's crazy, man. So I think, you know, if you can and, and try, you know, try and use this time as, as motivation to, to go within and learn to control the body. Could not agree more. And I guess that's a great segue into our next topic, Jacob, meditation and mindfulness and, and what role that plays in your lifestyle. Talk to us a little bit about how you switch off and how you de-stress. So for me, um, obviously, with a newborn baby, that stuff has taken um, a bit of a back seat, which, you know, I'm, I'm getting a lot of that from time with her anyway. But um, before she came around, and obviously when she's, she's a bit more settled into home life, I'll, I'll definitely go back into is a lot of meditation, man, a lot of breath work, a lot of cold cold therapy for me is key. Um, out of out of those three, breath work and cold therapy are definitely my, my two choices. Meditation is something I do if I have the extra time. Um, but man, it's changed my, my life, you know, going within and learning to be still and learning to trust the universe and trust the body and, and, and trust what, what is going to happen for you will happen when it's meant to happen is, is something that I've learned through 
these breathwork sessions and these um, discomfort sessions, which is, you know, the ice, the ice therapy, the, the cold shower therapies, um, something that's definitely gotten me to where I am today. You know, these, all these little things have all fallen into place and literally I'm the man I am today because of those things. So they're definitely something I recommend to everyone, even if you do a minute cold shower, or you literally jump in and out of the cold shower to begin with to get used to it and let the body sort of work its magic. You'll, you'll love sort of what happens to you and, and the results that you get. Yeah, the cold showers is one that I've recently started implementing into my morning routine. I guess from a from a physiological point of view, there's so many different health benefits to to that realm. But I guess from a mental point of view and, and connecting within, it's it's more of a, a mindfulness challenge that if you can control your breath through some of the difficult, potentially the most difficult moment in your day, which is immersing yourself into freezing cold water. If you can control your breath in that situation, then I guess it gives you some power to get through whatever the day throws at you from that point of view as well. And I know that's sort of the effects that I feel from the cold showers. Oh, that's right, man. Like you said, you know, there's, you can delve right deep into it and there's, there's so many benefits on your immune system and controlling your body temperature from from doing um, cold therapy but the stuff that i push to people and that i mainly do it for is it's a challenge man it's discomfort it's it's putting your body in that 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 position of discomfort so that when that comes around to you during the day you're kind of like man i've been through worse this morning you know that was harder than what this this boss or this person is telling me and you learn to control your emotions and like you said controlling your breath is is a huge huge factor but the coolest thing about going into a cold shower is if you if you have a little bit of knowledge and you go into it you almost can just let your body take over and it will do what it has to do it'll um, if you don't have any any idea about it then obviously you're going to jump in the cold shower and panic and 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 hyperventilate yourself but if you have that little bit of knowledge and you just jump in the shower and just try and keep calm your body will literally take over and for me that's a pretty cool feeling letting the body do what it what it knows to do and then i'm just along for the ride yeah i love that jacob and i guess for people at home that are a little bit freaked out about jumping into a cold shower it doesn't have to start like that it can start off just by washing your face with cold water and controlling your breath through that situation and then you know, once you build up to to jumping in the cold shower, go for short bursts of time at, at, at one period of time. I know when I first started, I was doing two seconds on each side of my body. So two seconds on the front, two seconds on the back, trying to control myself and then slowly, gradually build up from there. And, and it is a marathon and not a sprint. That's it, man. And I, I have that outlook on everything in life, even um, towards a plant-based diet, towards meditation towards um the cold therapy you know is it, take it slow do it in your own time we're not you know i'm definitely one of those people that's kind of all in um and that that's how i've always been but a lot of people aren't like that and they they shouldn't feel um small or ridiculed because of that so i'm definitely all for that bro just taking it one step at a time love your whole outlook on life jacob now you mentioned earlier in the podcast that you were fueling your body currently with the garden of vegan meals for people at home that don't know what they are can you give us a little rundown of what what garden of vegan is yeah man so i'm really fortunate to have um a few i guess you'd call sponsors um that that helped me out and helped me um keep i guess doing what i do um and garden of vegan is one of them so they are man literally so garden of vegan which sounds like garden of eden 
that's pretty much what they are, man. Their food is 100% organic, oil-free. Their whole kitchen is fitted with the top-of-the-line um, water filtration system. So everything that they wash and cut and and um, you know use any form of water in their meals is 100% um, top-of-the-line filtered water and obviously 100% plant-based food as well. So their food is is literally like it's come from in Eden. <laughs> Love that. And guys, I did a podcast. I can't remember the exact episode off the top of my head, but it was with one of the co-owners, Benny from Gardener Vegan, and he explains the whole process and everything that, you know, goes into their food, just like Jacob said there. And, and his philosophy is amazing. And, and you're doing incredible things, Benny. So shout out to you, legend. Yeah, he's a legend, man. He's the guy that, um, he found me, man. And, and he's, um, I have so much respect for him because he, seen something in me before anyone else did, you know, when I was not really doing too much, but I knew that I was, you know, I was aiming towards doing something bigger with my life. And he sort of snatched me up and was like, man, I can tell that you are going to do great things. So I want you to jump on board with us. And for me, you know, being a guy that had a little Instagram following and, and, and just trained a lot to have a, a meal prep company say, I'm going to supply you with all your food from now on out. It was a pretty overwhelming, pretty, pretty, um, grateful moment for me. If you guys haven't noticed already through this whole podcast, your philosophy and outlook on life is so amazing. You're so grateful for the opportunities that, that have come your way. I'm interested to see how that outlook came about and how you started, you know, expressing this, this vibration of energy because it is so contagious, even though we're only talking through a podcast, my man. <laughs> um, to be honest, man, I've always had a pretty chilled outlook on life. I've always been pretty relaxed and sort of always believed that um, what will happen will happen and, and when my time comes, it, it will come. And that I'm talking in a positive sense, you know. So when, um, you know, when I was bodybuilding and I wasn't winning shows, I, I didn't worry me. I knew I knew the show that I was going to, you know, I was meant to win, I would win it and it, and it, and it happened. You know, I ended up winning the, the biggest show that I did. Um, you know, so all these little shows that I was doing, I I kept failing, but it didn't worry me, man. I was just grateful to have the opportunity to do those competitions. And I knew that one day my time would come. And I've been really preaching that a lot lately, literally the last couple of weeks is, is, is working towards something, even if you don't know what that something is, you know, working hard and, and being ready. So when that, that, that thing, that something comes your way, you're, you've been training, you've been putting in that work to pursue that dream. So um, in my post, I said, whether that be cooking or photography or or um, whatever it may be, you literally just have to put in that work and, and keep doing your passion so that when that um, that moment comes, you're ready to go. But to answer your question, man, I, I think it, it definitely stemmed, and, I, and I'm not just saying this because we're on a, um, you know, a plant-based podcast, but it definitely stemmed from that diet change you know when i when i I've all, like i said i've always been a pretty grateful pretty um in tune person but when i decided to make that switch to a more plant-based diet it naturally led me into looking into more gratitude and and because this you know this feeling that i was having was contagious and i was feeling so good that i wanted it to increase and then obviously as i went on was looking into different forms of, of meditation and, and like we were just speaking about before it that just led me to where I am now, which is a very grateful person, no matter what my circumstances are. Absolutely love it, Jacob. And, and I'm a huge advocate for it's not just a diet change, it's a lifestyle change. And, 
and all the other amazing benefits that come along with it. So definitely if you guys are, are wanting to seek out advice on how to transition or how to where to start, please feel free to message me or Jacob. I know our inboxes are always open for that sort of that sort of thing. Now, Jacob, absolutely love listening to your journey again, man. It was really, really cool. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity and listening to your philosophy and your outlook on life. But coming to the end of the podcast, I'm really, really interested to see what your main message is and what gets you out of bed each and every day. Man, my main message would be just doing your best, bro. Honestly, it sounds cliche, but I'm like that with, with everything, even with this plant-based diet, you'd know from when we spoke last, I'm not one to, to shove it down people's throats. And for people that, that are like that, you know, more power to them, they're, they're changing the world. But for me, it's about, you know, my family, you know, they're not, they're not plant-based. For me, it's about making them make small health-conscious decisions and, and eating more plants and, and maybe having a plant-based meal and, and just doing your best. And if you slip up or you make mistakes in any area of your life, whether you're trying to be plant-based or you're trying to, train or you're trying to get into meditation or yoga it's just doing what you can and what's sustainable for you and just not being too hard on yourself literally taking it step by step doing the best that you can and then man it'll all work out in the end love it jacob it's been so cool following your journey over the past couple of years man you're um spreading an important message and you're doing some great things so thank you so much for your time today dude where can people get in contact with you if they resonated with anything that you said during today's episode um, the best place would probably just be my Instagram, bro. Just shooting me a DM on Instagram would be um, the best bit to get in contact with me. And um, what you said before, bro, thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, I really, really love coming on chats like this and um, I appreciate our conversations where I feel like you're on the same frequency as me, even in regards to um, open, being open-minded about um, our outlook on life and uh, the, our view on plant-based and things like that is, is all about having an open mind bro so i really appreciate you having me yeah definitely dude absolutely love it and i'll have those links in the show notes for you guys jacob thank you so much for your time dude it was great to connect again awesome thank you so much bro well there you have it friends what an amazing journey jacob has had growing up in new zealand and relocating to australia and and thriving in the skin he's in Jacob alone debunks a lot of myths that is commonly associated with a plant-based diet and Jacob nor myself are not encouraging people to go plant-based overnight. We're encouraging people to go on a journey and, and start off reducing your reliance on animal products and I think that's a fantastic place to start. The general consensus among all industries and everywhere you go is that fruits and vegetables are healthy so I'm a firm believer in just let's load up our plate with them and incorporate more plants into our diet if you enjoyed the show folks don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the show also if you're listening and you've enjoyed the episode screenshot the cover and post it on your social media I'd love to know where you're listening in the world That's enough from me, guys. You've probably heard enough of my voice today. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I'll see you next time. 